Hey, hey, everybody, it's Nairby from SerialGrapeJuice.com, at I am Nairby on Twitter and Instagram, Nairbydo on Twitch. I'm also Nairby telling you ahead of time that you might hear somewhat sounds like gunfire and missiles outside. It is currently uh, Victoria Day weekend here in Canada, where we celebrate uh, something to do with Queen Victoria. I don't know, maybe her birthday, maybe uh, the, I don't know. But we're celebrating it, and we celebrate it by doing fireworks. Anyway... It's time for the next new update. Yeah, it's Bayside Buddy, episode 37. As we come down, we get down to the wire in the Bayside, the Saved by the Bell universe. We're going to be checking out Saved by the Bell season 4, episodes 14 and 15. We skipped episode 13 because it's a clip show entitled Isn't It Romantic, where they just go over Zach fawning all over Kelly. So if you want to see, we already reviewed them in pace, so we're going to skip the clip shows. There's like two more to go. As far as what's remaining. Anyway, we're going to start with episode 14 of season 4 entitled The Will. Air date October 24th, 1992. And we start in the halls of Bayside. Where we see a banner hanging for an upcoming mini golf tournament. Lisa is showing pictures of Zach and Tori kissing on various dates. It's as if she's some kind of stalker. As they are now Bayside's hottest couple. So... I, I'm, I'm guessing they aired these out of order because Zach and Tori met and then they did an episode where Zach and Slater were fighting for Tori's attention or affection. Zach won. And then the two episodes or whatever following that, it was like it never happened. And now the last, this episode and the one previous, they're dating again. So they seem to do this in the Saved by the Bell universe. They seem to just... Uh, be all over the place with their storyline, but anyway, they're 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 a couple now. Still, Zach and Tori arrive and they're holding hands and they're gazing into each other's eyes as this causes them to both walk face first into some lockers. Screech then shows up and he's decked out in classic golf gear as he's practicing for the mini golf tournament coming up, but he's using eggs instead of a golf ball and he says that the team cannot afford proper golf balls due to budget cuts. Slater says that the football team is also feeling the crunch. And Tori says that the girls' field hockey team has also uh, been affected by these budget cuts. We then go to auto shop class where Tori has transferred after burning things in home ec. Belding arrives and announces that a Bayside alumni has died. And he's left the school students $10,000. And the students will vote on suggestions on what to do with the cash. In the gym tomorrow. And we go to the gym for the meeting. Screech is called up first to make a pitch for the Bayside Bug Club. And he proposes building a high school insect museum. And he's brought a tank full of bugs to show off that he accidentally drops on the floor. It smashes and spills bugs all over the place which quickly clears out the gym. And we then twirly wipe to later on as Zack and Slater give their pitch. The sports program is a big moneymaker for the school. That's right, but to keep it that way, we need state-of-the-art equipment, like AstroTurf on the football field hey. and a dome over the baseball field. All right, let me tell you, we drop a lot of fly balls in the sun. A lot of fly balls. Yeah. 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 Zach, a dome would cost over a million dollars. All right, then. Ray-Bans for the outfield. Ray-Bans! <laughs> 
guys are right. The money should go for the sports programs. I mean, all of our teams are in financial need. Money for sports. 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 Uh, tell me. Money for girls, sports. girls, girls. Thanks for your support, but uh, <laughs> I don't think we're talking about the same thing here. Uh, yeah, um, we're talking about guys' teams. Yeah. You know, the real sports of the school. Wait a minute, are you saying that girl sports don't count? No, 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 no. Of course not. Girl sports count, just not enough to get money. Right. <laughs> Wait a minute, but that's not fair. Boy sports get everything already. Well, that's because tickets from our games bring in the money that pays for your dumb sports, like softball. That's right. We like softball, Jocko. Yeah, what are you talking It's interesting here, Slater using the NBA versus WNBA logic. Uh, there have been rumblings from WNBA players stating that they should make as much money as NBA players. And the argument against that is that the WNBA is completely funded by the NBA because the WNBA has never made a profit in his 20 plus year existence. So, yeah. Uh, but there are there are some awesome women's sports that I like watching. In particular, there's women's college volleyball, not beach volleyball. I don't care for. I need to see. I was I, I loved playing volleyball in school, and I love uh, women's volleyball and men's volleyball. But I equally love the women's volleyball, and I'm a big fan of Boise State. And I watched all of their games on live stream this past season, and I'm hoping to make a trip down to Boise uh, after the whole Coco 19 is done to uh, watch a. Uh, the women's volleyball team uh, play live. So, yeah. Anyway, we've got a commercial, and after which, we're in the halls of Bayside where we see a team of girls in red and a team of boys in blue. And the girls uh, consist of Lisa, Tori, and three randoms. The boys consist of Zach, Screech, Slater, Ox, and Peter the Nerd. Belding announces that it will be a best-of-three competition... And the winning team will receive the $10,000 at an upcoming school dance. I don't know if you can hear the fireworks, but I sure as hell hear them. The first competition is its like a scavenger hunt thing. I forget what you call it, so I just call it a scavenger hunt. And the, 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 the teams are given clues, and then they have to use the clues to go find items. And then once the teams find all their items, they need to put them together. It's so pictures, various pictures, and in order to complete a phrase. There was a game show like that where, where, yeah, anyway. Anyway, they quickly begin and we twirly wipe to both teams having all their clues and trying to solve the puzzles by using various pictures and forming words out of them. And the boys win uh, competition number one by solving their puzzle, which uh, is honor thy principle. And I don't know what the girls one was. They never said what it was. So there, there was a B and there was other things too. So I don't even know if it actually said anything. Because they didn't tell us. Anyway, we then move to the next challenge, which takes place in the auto shop, and it's Slater versus Tori. And they've got they have to reassemble a disassembled carburetor. Slater smirks as he believes that he's got the competition in the bag when he sees what must be done, and we twirly wipe to later on. As Slater tells his team that he's a screw or two away from victory. When Tori quickly finishes assembling her carburetor and ties it up for the team. Slater then starts to worry about losing the competition, but Zach assures him that there's nothing to worry about as he's got a plan for the next event, which he which he heard is a bake-off. 
And we then go to the home ec room where Belding announces that the teams need to make a pineapple upside down cake. Baking is is not uh, baking is is quite a science. I love cooking. Go to cerealandgrapejuice.com to look at the many, 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 many dishes I've made. Uh, there's videos to accompany a lot of them that I filmed because I'm awesome. But baking is something I always had trouble with until recently. It, it's it's not like if you're making a steak and it's the taste isn't right, you can just add more seasonings. No baking, you've got to get it right before you put it in the put it in the oven. And I've failed many times before I finally took it seriously and learned properly. So anyway, the competition begins and we twirly wipe to the egg timer going off for the girls. Slater is still worried, but Zach tells him not to, as he and Screech have replaced the girls' oven knob with a phony which will cause them to set the temperature wrong. The girls take their cake out, and it's smoking, and it's burnt to a crisp as the guys laugh. So stereotypically, they just assumed the girls were going to win this competition, I guess, because women are better in the kitchen. Well, I will challenge any woman to a kitchen off, and I will win, because I'm awesome. Anyway, the guy's egg timer then goes off, and Zach does this little, Oh! <laughs> I love the little, ooh, he did. <laughs> so they take their cake out, which looks good. Belding takes a taste of it, and he likes it. He then goes to try the girl's cake, and he puts a knife into it, and it breaks in half while he's trying to cut it. Belding then announces the boys as the winners, and they sing a victory song. And we then go to the max, where the girls, the girls' team are just beside themselves. They just don't understand how they lost after following the recipe to a T. Then Screech the Moron arrives, and he's tossing something up and down in his hand. So how are the baking babes doing? Let me add up. <laughs> Screech, is this an oven knob? Yeah, but not just any oven knob, Tori. Your oven knob. So why do you have it? <sighs> because if I left it on the oven, everything cooked on it would burn. Like that cake. <laughs> Oops. Got a jet. Fucking <laughs> burn. Scratch. <laughs> so that's what happened. They switched the knobs. <laughs> Those cheaters. We've got to tell Mr. Belding. Uh uh-uh. uh. I think revenge is sweeter. Listen up, girls. So- Yeah, Screech was portrayed as an absolute idiot here. Just walking in, tossing the the oven knob up and down, whistling, just having a great old time, and then revealing things. I mean, that's the kind of thing Screech has done in the past, but it's just... uh, But, alright, well, I guess they had to find out somehow. Anyway, after the break, we're in the halls of Bayside, and Belding comes out from a meeting with, uh, uh, with Zach, and Zach tells the guys that it went well. And the golf team got five big ones. And Screech is excited. He's like, $5,000? And Zach says, no, five big ones. $5 for the golf team. The guys are pumped as the girl, as a girl from the red team walks by. And Slater goes to ask her to the dance. And she just flat out turns him down. Then a nerd girl and another girl then go up to Peter and Ox. And they say, Pete, Ox, about our double date this weekend. And Ox and Peter get excited. And the girls continue and they say, We don't have one. (laughs) 
and they snicker and they walk away. I love that bit. <laughs> Zach then spots Tori and he's still confident. And he asks Tori what time she wants him to pick her up and for the dance. And Tori says that it's not happening because she knows that the boys cheated. Tori and Lisa reveal that Screech the Moron told them everything. And the only way out of it is to tell Belden the truth. And Zach says, no way. And Tori and Lisa then tell him that uh, unless uh, the guys confess, no girl at Bayside will go out with any boy at Bayside. So, and we then go to the dance where the boys are on one side of the gym while the girls are on the other. Slater Ox and Peter the Nerd are having a hard time uh, not being with the girls, but Zach tells them that the girls want to be with the guys just as much as the guys want to be with the girls. And Belding arrives and he sees the girls and boys separated and he asks the boys what's up and we hear fireworks still. <laughs> It's 10.15 p.m., people. I know tomorrow's a holiday, but come on. <laughs> anyway, Screech starts to tell Belding that the boys cheated, but Zack stops him and tells Belding that the girls won't talk to the boys because the boys are cheap. And Belding just laughs and says, Come on, dude, don't, don't be cheap. Be, be, be not cheap. Lisa and Tori then arrive, and Tori's not wearing her biker jacket like she usually does. Well, she also didn't wear it during the competition, but she was in her competition gear. So it was interesting seeing Tori not in her biker jacket. Anyway, they arrive and Zach tells them that they're ruining one of the last dances. And Lisa, tell, Lisa and Tori tell Zach that they're not going to budge unless Zach comes clean. And he says that he's not going to do it. Because then the guys will lose the money and the big sports guys will be pissed at Zach. Tori then does her thing. That uh, a lot of guys fall for. She lays on the charm and she caresses Zach's tie. And she tells him that it's too bad that he's not going to come clean. Because she was hoping to have a good time tonight. Lisa and Tori then leave. And Zach heads back over to his group of dudes. And he tells them that they need to come clean. Because uh, Tori's little magic, her magic worked. Belding then takes to the stage to present the check to Zach. At this time, I'd like to ask Zach Morris to come up here for the inheritance check presentation. Uh, go ahead, uh, Mr. Belding, before you present the check, there's something I'd like to say. Well, go right ahead, son. The microphone is yours. Oh, no, no. Actually, I really didn't want to have the microphone. Oh, come on, Zach. Since when have you been shy? Speak. You've got the whole school listening. <laughs> yeah, Zach. We're listening. Uh... All right, fellow students. <laughs> As a representative of the boys' team, I regretfully state that we cannot accept the inheritance check. What? Why not? Well, you see, we rigged Lisa's oven before the cooking event, so we'd win. The boys' team cheated. Yes, sir. Sir, we're really sorry. The girls deserve the money. Well, I guess there's only one thing to do. Tori, would you come up here for the inheritance check presentation? We can't accept that check, Mr. Belding, because we don't really know who would have won the bake-off. Yeah, the girls won one more event. Winner takes all. It's been one crazy week. 
Well, Tori, since you're captain of the girls' team, you pick the event. Okay. We limbo! <laughs> Belding was funny here with his little thing with a check waving it up and down. <laughs> Belding's great, man. Anyway, so we then twirly wipe to the limbo competition, and each time Zach and Slater take their turn, the girls in a live studio audience go, Woo! Lisa is the first eliminated, followed by Slater. Zach then takes another turn, and he look he looked like he might make it, but then he then Mark Paul takes the most intentional bad acting fall in history. He could have made this, but his fall was just come on, dude. <laughs> anyway, it is then Tori's turn to go again, and she goes in, stops, and goes back. Because uh, I guess in real life, the Tori, the actress, uh, wasn't feeling it. She then goes back in again, and she goes under the bar, winning it for the girls. The girls perform a victory cheer, and they say they're going to share some with the boys and give the mini golf team $50. <laughs> and then we get the credits on a good episode. I like this episode. Is it just me or, 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 or all the Tori episodes? Lisa's got the straight hair. Whereas in the non-Tory episodes, she's got the curly, the curly, the curly do. I think she looks, I, I, I think she looked great with a straight hair. I loved it. She looked great with a curly do too, but seeing her with a straight hair looked very good. Anyway, that was episode 14 of season four. We now move on to season four, episode 15. This one entitled The Teacher's Strike, air date November 4th, 1st, 1992. And we started the max where Screech and Lisa are sitting together in a booth practicing for the upcoming Academic Bowl. Zack and Slater arrive and tell Lisa and Screech that they're, gonna, that they're going skiing for winter break this Friday. And Zach, or Screech asks if he can also go, and Zack says yes. Lisa then asks Zack how they're going to get out of school on Friday. And Zack says that he doesn't know yet. When Jessie arrives and she's waitressing at the Max, and she's covering for Kelly, who they just say is away. So, that, that's, I mean, that, as I think about it, that, I mean, I understand, fine, they had to have Jessie in this episode, but they, did they need to have her as a waitress? Because that, that makes no sense. I mean, I know a lot of stuff in the Bayside universe, as far as the writing goes, makes no sense, but this makes no sense. It's not as if, you know, I'm out of town, so then some random person... A friend of mine can just go work while I'm gone. <laughs> but, alright, anyway. <sighs> but they don't say where Kelly is, so I mean, who knows? I mean, maybe she was, maybe Tiffany Amber wasn't feeling well. Maybe they didn't have a, a, a spot for her in this episode. Uh, maybe uh, they were going to have her, but they were figured, hey man, we've we've gone without Jesse too often. Let's uh, swap them out. I don't know. Anyway, then Slater asks Jesse how she's going to practice for the academic bowl if she's working. Okay, so I guess that's why they have Jesse working. All right. And Jesse assured them that she'll be fine as she easily answers a test question. Zach then says that he wishes Jesse had the answer for getting out of school on Friday. And Screech jumps in and he says that it's too bad that the teachers' contracts or talks are going so well. Because if they were, because uh, because if they weren't, uh, or I mean, if they were to strike, there'd be no school. Zach and Slater hear this and they smile. 
And we then go to Belding's office, where Mr. Tuttle is giving Belding a list of the teacher demands, which includes salary hike and better hours. Belding calls the demands reasonable, and he agrees to them as he says he's with the teachers. And he and Mr. Tuttle shake hands as Mr. Tuttle leaves. I let that uh, Mr. Tuttle, I think, debuted in season two, right? He was that's where Violet was there. He may have been in season one, but I think he was in season two. So I like that they brought him back uh, for. He was probably in season three as well, but yeah, I like him. Tuttle's awesome. Everybody loves Tuttle. And Zach and Slater then walk in to do an interview with Belding. Hey, ready for your interview for the school paper, Mr. B? Interview? Yes. Don't you remember, sir? Every year before the academic bowl, you provide a few inspirational comments for the school paper. Well, sure. And we'll turn those comments into a teacher's strike. Yeah. <laughs> what was that? Just a sound check. Uh, sounds good, Zach. Okay. Now... Mr. Belding, Bayside's academic team is winless in bowl competition. Does this losing tradition concern you? Heck no. (laughs) Sir, we need a little more inspiration. We're going to crush them. Spineless jellyfish never put up much of a fight. How's that? Perfect, Mr. B. Uh, Just one more thing. Valley's principal says you're over the hill. Now, what do you think about that? That incompetent bozo. He should have been fired years ago. Did you get all that, Slater? Every last word. You know, you'd think that with all the time Zach came up with a devious plan and got caught that he'd stop by now. But it's just a base essay by the Bell Norm, I guess, that Zach comes up with these plans. These little despicable displays and... Oh, oh well. Anyway, we then go to Mr. Tuttle practicing for the academic bowl with Lisa, Jesse, and Screech. And Screech is quickly getting correct at the answers correct. So much so that he's he's um, shouting out the answers before Tuttle has finished answering the questions, which ticks off Lisa and Jesse because they want a shot, which I thought was weird and or kind of dumb because as long as Screech is getting the answers right, who cares? I mean, maybe there's going to be college scouts there, but Lisa's going to the fitness institute or the the fashion institute. Why would the fashion institute care if Lisa knows um, uh, the E equals MC square thing? You know. But all right. Anyway, practice finishes, and Slater and Zach arrive to interview Mr. Tuttle. Okay, it'll just be a second, Mr. Tuttle. I have to cue the tape. Mr. Belding, are you concerned about the threat of a teacher's strike? Heck, no. We're going to crush them. Spineless jellyfish never put up much of a fight. <laughs> oh, sorry about that, sir. That was just a previous interview with Mr. Belling. I'll fast forward it to No, a... no, no. I want to hear oh. this. But what's wrong with Union President Tuttle? That incompetent bozo? He should have been fired years ago. <laughs> incompetent? Bozo? Fired? What will we see about that? Yeah, you think Zach would know by now. Now he's gotten Slater involved in his little antics. I mean, Slater used to be better than this back in the early days, but I guess not. <sighs> anyway, Tuttle then runs off to inform other teachers of what he heard, and they get ticked off. Tuttle then knocks on Belding's door, and he tells them that they're striking. As Zach and Slater pat themselves on the back, and we go to commercial... After which we're back at the max as Zack and Slater return from their ski trip. Screech comes in shortly after, carrying all of Zack and Slater's things, and he falls to the floor. 
Lisa and Jesse panic as they help Screech up. And they're worried because the academic bowl is coming up. And Slater tells them that Screech is fine. As he just has a case of the sniffles. Because he got up one night to go to the bathroom. And he opened the patio door by mistake. And as a result, a gust of wind sent him flying outside into the snow. And it was a while before they found him. <laughs> Jesse hopes Screech will be okay for the academic bowl practice next the next day. And Slater asks Jesse, you know, why are you going to school when you don't have to? And Jesse tells Slater that they'll all be going to school tomorrow. Because Belding and Tuttle are settling things right now. Slack and Slater hear this and they panic for some reason. Be- I, mean, I say for some reason because they already got back from the ski trip. So... Uh, uh, right. Anyway, we then twirly wipe back uh, to the halls of Bayside, where we see Tuttle and Belding leaving Belding's office together and getting along, while Zach and Slater keep their distance. <laughs> I'm glad we're able to clear things up, Mr. Tuttle. I agree, Mr. Belding. The strike is over. All right. Okay. Uh, I guess Belding was right about the teachers not putting out much of a fight, huh, Slater? Yeah, they are spineless. Spineless. Well, we fought for and won every demand. Well, of course you did. You were only asking for more money and better hours. <laughs> well, what else is there? Oh, just a little something called respect. 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 Like having a parking space near your classroom. No respect. And a teacher's lounge to relax in. No respect at all. I mean, of course. If you're happier with money taken, I'm only a student. What do I know? No, 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 young Morris. You are wise beyond your years. Oh. Excuse me. I have some jellyfish to fry. Oh, go. <laughs> yes, Mr. Tuttle? Nice try, Belding. The teachers demand respect. Well, what do you mean? Don't play dumb with me. We'll see you on the picket line. But... Uh, what happened, Mr. Belding? I thought you and Mr. Tuttle had things worked out. Well, so did I. So I guess this strike could go on for a few more days, huh? I think the strike could go on all semester. But what about the academic poll next week? If the teachers vote to stay out on strike tonight, it means no school and no academic bowl. I'm sorry. What? Oh, I'm sorry, too. Oh, no academic bowl? Huh? Oh, thanks, guys. Now that hard work is down the drain. No academic bowl? Some friends. You don't care who you hurt. No academic bowl? <laughs> Okay, why would they want a teacher's strike during the last year of high school? I mean, they're going to college. I mean, I could be wrong, but I would think that that kind of thing can work against you as far as getting into college. But maybe it's once you're accepted, you're accepted. But that's just, I don't know, weird. I mean, think of the whole COVID thing going on. Think of how many, like, athletes, high school athletes and college university athletes who didn't get to play for one full year. Especially the high schoolers who want to get a scholarship and show their stuff to scouts. And this was their senior year and they didn't get to play their senior year of football or basketball or field hockey or whatever. Like, just crazy, man. I don't know. I mean, we then go to go to later on, where there is a meeting between Bayside teachers and Mr. Belding and Zach and Slater arrive to watch. Belding tells the teachers that he spoke with the school board and they turned down all of the demands. Tuttle then says that the teacher are going to strike, 
And Belding gets upset as he doesn't want to be known as a principal who doesn't get along with his teachers. Which seemed kind of sad, man. I felt bad for Belding here. Anyway, Zach and Slater then step in and tell the teachers that Belding came up with his own proposal, which surprises Belding. But he listens anyway. And the Belding proposals are a teacher's lounge in Belding's office during every odd period. So the teachers can go and relax and take a break. Uh, Another uh, one is Belding giving up his parking space so every teacher will be one space closer to the school, which I don't understand why that matters. I mean, how how big is a parking space? Anyway, and, and another one is Belding using his annual bonus to pay for the faculty Christmas party. Belding, of course, this is news to him, but the teachers applaud and announce that they'll be back to work tomorrow. And we then go to Jesse and Lisa showing up for more academic bowl practice. Screech arrives and he now has a full head cold as he's sneezing and coughing all over the place. Belding asks a uh, question and Screech, or sorry, Tuttle asks a question and Screech answers before nearly fainting. Tuttle tells Screech that due to his sickness, he's got no choice but to be off the team. And we get a commercial break after which we go back to the max where Jesse serves Zach and Slater extra thick milkshakes and she says that she hopes they choke on them Lisa is also sitting with Zack and Slater as they all ponder over a replacement for Screech three nerd valley students then arrive and they are going to be the competition at the academic bowl and they spot the Bayside group and they head over to them and they start ripping on them since Screech won't be on the team now and Zack tells the nerds to not be too confident and one of them dares Zach to take Screech's place, and he agrees. And we then go to the hospital where Screech is staying due to his head cold for some reason. Uh, he's got a cold, and they, he went to the hospital. I don't, know, I don't understand why they couldn't do this at Screech's house. But he had to go to a hospital because he's got a cough and the sneezies. Anyway, they're going there to get help. <laughs> so Screech can teach Zach everything that uh, he needs to know. Screech attempts to explain astrophysics before fainting for a second, and he then comes to and explains uh, how to remember the planets by spelling a word using the first letter of each planet in order of which is closest to the sun. And the word is, it was Mvemshnup. Mvemshnup. Uh, so Mercury, Venus, Earth, Mars, and so on. <laughs> Screech faints again and Lisa says that it's too bad they couldn't get Screech to coach the Valley team because he'd messed them up. Zach hears this and he gets one of his ideas forming because he's Zach Morris and that's what he does. <laughs> and then we go back to the Max where Slater is meeting with the Valley nerds and he tells them that he wants to help them win because the Bayside team made fun of them and turned them down when he asked or he, they turned him down when he asked if he can replace Screech. And he tells the team, the Valley team, that if they want to win, they need to study mostly sports. And in particular, football, which uh, is Zach's weak spot. Or a good spot, but just to be prepared. And then it's time for the Academic Bowl. All right, Academic Bowlers. In a moment, the game will begin. Remember this. Winning isn't everything. But losing stinks. (laughs) To Nerds buyer plan. Touchdown. 
Sorry I'm late, everyone. I, uh, I missed the shuttle bus and had to run across campus. <laughs> you know why I'm late every morning. <laughs> Welcome to the annual Bayside Valley Academic Bowl. There are six categories. The controlling team gets to pick any subject within the given category. Contestants, are you ready? Ready. ready. You, you bet. bet. Okay, opening question for control of the board. Category, literature. What was author Mark Twain's real name? Uh, Samuel Clemens. Correct. <laughs> Next question, category, still literature. In Grimm's fairy tale, Snow White, what were the names of the seven dwarfs? Bashful, Doc, Dopey, Grumpy, Happy, Sleepy, Sneezy. Right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but that's wrong. Now, nerds, I mean, Valley for control. Actually, in Grimm's version, they had no names. They were later named by Walt Disney. <laughs> that's correct for 15 points. Name this duck-billed mammal. Platypus. Correct, for yes. 15 points. <laughs> Next question. The bird that is said to hide its head in the sand... Ostrich. ...is the ostrich. How fast does it run? 50 miles an hour? Correct. <laughs> when is this great plan of yours going to start, Zach? We're losing by 45 points. Patience, Jesse. We've got them right where we want them. Okay, contestants, final round. Question value doubles to 30 points. Category is sports. Bayside, choose the subject. Uh, I think I'll pick football. <laughs> Let's live dangerously. Make it basketball. What happened to football? <laughs> okay, first question. Name the famous Los Angeles center who holds the NBA's career scoring record. It's that Kareem guy, Kareem Abdul-Montana. No, I'm sorry. Bayside? Is it Kareem Abdul-Jabbar? Correct, for 30 points. <laughs> Question two. Who is the Chicago Bull that defies gravity? Uh, that would be Air, uh, Air McMahon. No, stupid, that's the guy on Star Search. Oh. <laughs> Bayside? I believe it's Michael Air Jordan. Correct. 30 more points. If Bayside answers the final question correctly, they'll be tied. Who invented basketball? O.J. Simpson. No, the football player. Okay. O.J. Chamberlain. No. That is wrong and ridiculous. Bayside? Well, here's a wild guess. Is it James Naismith? Correct! <laughs> we have a tie. And now to break the tie, a wild card tiebreaker toss-up question. Name the solar system's nine planets, starting with the closest to the sun. Uh, that would be Mavemshnups. Um, uh, that, that, that's Mercury, Venus, Earth, Mars, Jupiter, Saturn, Uranus, Neptune, and uh, uh, Pluto? Correct! <laughs> what? Good work, people! Oh, thank you, sir. Are you coming to
to the victory party with well, us? Well, sure. Where is it? What's in the new teacher's lounge? Hey, that's my office. You'll wreck everything. Well, if it's a good party, we will. Solidarity, brother. <laughs> And in a shocking turn of events that nobody saw coming, Bayside defeats Valley. (laughs) And today that final answer about the planets would be wrong since Pluto is no longer considered to be a planet because it's too small. So that was, I think that was uh, the judgment made, uh, I think, in 2016. But yeah, Pluto is no longer considered to be a planet. So there's only eight planets. Space is awesome. But anyway, that was Season 4, Episode 15 of Saved by the Bell. That was Bayside Buddy, Episode 7. Come join me next time. We will take a look at Season 4, Episodes 16 and 17, entitled Slater's Sister and the Senior Prom. Two uh, good ones from what I remember. Slater's Sister and, uh, well, guess who takes a liking? The Slater's Sister. (laughs) And then Senior Prom is another good one. Uh, Slater and Jesse... Get uh, locked in a uh, boiler room from what I remember. And more. Anyway, join us for that. Serialandgrapes.com at IamNairby on Twitter and Instagram. do on Twitch. Go there to check me out playing video games. Because there's nothing more exciting in life than watching some random dude play video games. As I'm currently playing Middle Earth Shadow of War. A game I platinumed on PlayStation 4. So you know I'm good at it. Anyway, go also to Serialandgrapes.com for more Bayside Buddy. As well as if you're an old school Degrassi fan. Degrassi Buddy, uh, recipes with videos, Movie Buddy, which Movie Buddy, uh, which is a audio commentary for movies. If you want to watch a movie with a friend, but you don't want to clean your disgusting house and have anybody over, Movie Buddy's for you. There's already several episodes up there, and we'll see you next time, Bayside Buddy. Have a lovely day. <laughs>